I address it is by teaching and working with the youth. And I tell them all the time, I say, you're the future. And I'm also working with artists. And so I feel like our, our artist industry, as you know, they're very much more in touch with this other world. And I feel that a lot of times we channel our movement through dance and we channel our emotions and we channel other people's experiences of life through dance. And so I use that as an opportunity to talk about the the dancers staying open in that presence of expression and allowing that to continue to be the vehicle by which they express their stories through dance, you know, and I'm assisting keeping that dimension open. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Connie's the ghost girl. (laughs) Welcome to the Get Up Girl podcast. We are here live on Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Dia de los Muertos as well. This is our Halloween chat. And before we started recording, I was like, okay, I got my girl Connie done here and I was talking <laughs> to my gal Salome and she's like, we got to have a Halloween show. You got to talk about ghosts and spirits and entities. She's like, who do you know that would want to talk about ghosts? And then like in two <laughs> seconds, I'm like, Connie. So I started texting her. Welcome to the um, show. This is Connie Dunn. She is a dance teacher at one of the local high schools here in Los Angeles. I know a lot of you listen all over the world. And, but she and I met through a couple classes and mm-hmm. so we share the commonality of the conversation of, of what we're going to talk about today. And I'm excited because, Connie, I'm ready to come out of the closet, so to speak, about <laughs> yes. talking about this. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. And I know there's more out there. So anybody who's listening, if you're like, okay, this is crazy, just listen in, lean in. And if you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so me. Perfect. Turn it up. So, Connie, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Let's try, dive right in. Okay. Okay. Because I know you're a dance teacher, but we're not going to talk about dance today. We're going to talk it. about some other <laughs> Halloween stuff. And um, what are your gifts when it comes to being aware of entities, spirits, ghosts, beings without a body? What are your gifts? Yes. Um, what I have acknowledged in myself as far as my gifts with entities is concerned is to be aware of their presence. Um, I get messages from entities through sometimes through images, sometimes through other people. People will come to me and say something very curious. And as of most recently, um, I have the entities actually rattling things in my kitchen, shutting doors and making themselves very, very noticeable to me. (laughs) You told me that you have a great ghost story. Is this what's going on right now? Actually, yes, it's happened in the last few weeks. Um, It's, it doesn't have the, the most exciting finish. It's a little bit more somber, but 
it's an example of why I am very open to receiving messages from entities and to allow the entities to speak to me in this way. I have frequently in my life resisted the messages that come through um, listening to entities come into my space. Um, and it was a little bit scary for me, to be honest, for a really long time. And I would just say, no, go away. And I always knew somehow, though, that I was able to either receive those messages or push them away. So more recently, I've decided to allow them to speak to me. And so when people uh, come into my life and they have something important that they either need to be doing or if they have uh, someone, you know, a loved one, a deceased loved one that wants to watch over them or help them with any particular gifts that they might have, they come to me and talk to me because I'll listen. And mm -hmm. so what happened recently is that I have a former student. She is a dancer and she's in high school now. Uh, she has a very, very intense family life. Um, a lot of uh, different intense experiences have happened with her and her grandfather has passed. So we're sitting there having a conversation at the table this summer and we found out that grandpa has been trying to talk to her. So we're about getting ready to cook something and, you know, she and I are in the kitchen and there's this big, thick glass. In fact, it was exactly something like this, you know, so this is a really thick candle glass, right? And so it was sitting near the sink, but not on the very edge. So it was sitting near the sink and it was far enough in so that it wouldn't fall, right? We turn around, we start doing some things with our back to the sink and we hear a big crash and it's clearly in the room. So we stop, we look at each other and I walk over to the sink and I find that this glass is broken in two clean pieces in the sink. And I thought, well, that's really strange. It wasn't anywhere near the edge. And then I take a look at Jen and she has these dog tags on. And I said, wait, is that your grandfather's dog tags? And she says, well, it has his name on it. Um, and uh, he was, you know, very intense personality and, um, you know, uh, kind of a sort of a tougher, you know, gang background and what have you. So he always had big messages to say. And so I said, Jen, is this your grandfather in the room? Just ask me, is, is it light for you to know that this is your grandfather? And she looks at me and says, yes. And so we proceed to have this conversation and I start teaching her what I know about the spirit world and about entities. And she was really willing to receive those messages and understand what she was faced with and also her gifts with it. And so we had this big, long conversation. Time passed a few weeks later, I'm sitting in the living room and I hear the silverware rattling in my kitchen. I look up, I look around, you know, there's, there's nothing there. And I go into the kitchen and, you know, nothing's been moved around, but I heard the rattling several different times. I call up Jen. And so what it started to look like was a pattern where grandpa was contacting me whenever Jen needed help. Mm -hmm. And so, or when he wanted me to look after her. Mm -hmm. Now, enter mom. Mom has not been in her life uh, very consistently over the course of years. And so... You know, I think Jen has always needed a little bit of momming. So I played that mom character for her. So 
the, the sad part of the story is that another couple of weeks passed and I heard the silverware rattling again in the kitchen. And I went in and I got a pretty visible, you know, blurred, but really interestingly clear image of grandpa asking for my attention. And it was eight o'clock at night. This happened a few days ago. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be busy working on a paper. So I said, you know, can we talk later? Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll enter into the conversation about when we allow entities to talk yeah. to us and when we don't. So I said, can we talk later? And I understood that it was a yes. So I walked away, the energy stopped. And that night, you know, and I wanted to contact her, but I didn't for some reason and fell asleep. Two in the morning, she contacts me and tells me that her mom had been shot. And I just completely stopped and I said, oh my God, I ignored a message. Mm -hmm. And he had wanted me to reach out to her. And the funny thing is, is that she was shot at the time that he had come to me. Yeah. Wow. So for me, that was a huger message more than ever that I need to step up and mm. allow myself to hear more messages. And that was one of many um, items that had happened over the course of, geez, the last few weeks. And it seems like in this time of year during this uh, mid season, you know, end of harvest, which mm -hmm. is what we're at, you know, the six weeks into fall, um, the energy changes. And some would say that this is the portal where the veil between the worlds is thinnest. Mm. And so we actually have the ability to hear more um, entities uh, come into our space and affect us or bring us messages. And most of the time, I think a lot of people that I know just get scared of it and they shut that down. But what I receive is, is that this is a great time to hear those messages and to um, receive whatever messages are coming in for you in the change of that season. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's really cool that you're allowing um, more of it, like you, to say, to step it up. When mm -hmm. I was a young girl, I was, my gifts are that I just know, Connie. I don't mm -hmm. really see things. Uh, sometimes I'll hear things, but I just know. Right. And it's hard as a young girl to explain and articulate, especially in the 80s when it was like, you know, you just listen and do what you got to do, to articulate like, I just know, trust me here. And so what happened was I was told there's nothing there, Joanna. There's nothing there. And when I talk to parents and they say, my kid keeps coming into my bedroom and they're afraid of the dark, they're afraid of the closet, they're afraid of their bed. And I just keep telling them that there's nothing there. Now, what happens when you're doing that is you're invalidating their gifts and what they're aware of. They're actually like have these superpowers. So I'm, I call it superpowers now, Connie. I'm like, I have freaking superpowers. But after a record player, Connie, of there's nothing there, there's nothing there, go back to bed, there's nothing there, I started to believe that I was crazy, right? And I'm like, okay, there's nothing here. But Connie, many nights did I sleep with the covers like this, and I could not sleep. And I couldn't see anything, I couldn't hear anything, but I just knew something was there. And they wanted to talk to me. They just were bugging the hell out of me. And so I wanted to have these conversations for Parents that have kids like this, people that grew up go, oh my gosh, I had that too. But we were taught that there was nothing there. And Connie, I turned it off. I turned it off 
and I shut myself off and I became very depressed, very sad, very like just diminished and my light dimmed. And as soon as I started to learn this just maybe five years ago, I started to light up again, Connie, because Mm -hmm. I'm aware now I'm like, my light is brighter now. And last thing I want to share, and then I want to get your opinion on this or your point of view. Mm-hmm. Most, when I share with people, they're like, oh, I don't want to know I'm afraid. We think it's like a movie. We think it's like the exorcist. We think that they're all scary and beings without bodies, all types are just like people. There's ones that you like Connie. And then there's some people that you don't like, you know, and if people are going to be in your house, they could stay. And sometimes it's time for them to leave. That's exactly what I see the entities now. I'll talk to them. I'm like, okay, now you got to leave because you're getting on my nerves, just like people. And when you remove that fear, we become power. But my whole life, Connie, I had no power. So what do you think about that? Oh, I love that you're completely aware of this. I completely agree 100% with you. When I was little, I tried my best not to be invalidated by my environment because my environment definitely was not in support of what I was experiencing. In fact, crosses were thrown around my head and just mm, pray, wow. just pray. You just know, pray. <gasps> I heard that one, Connie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that happened to me for a lot of the time I was experiencing those closet entities and the bed entities and all the things that were trying to talk to me and communicate with me. Um, but I also had on the flip side, I had imaginary friends. And so that's a whole nother subject that I don't think uh, too many of my friends when they were young looked at because wow. imaginary friends were entities as well. And they always kept me feeling like I was never alone and I felt very comforted by them. But when those lights went out, you know, I had some strange experiences. I had strange dreams and my mom wilded it away on, I had too much sugar. And so she cut down my sugar and I was, there was all kinds of other things wrong with me. I was hypoglycemic. I needed to lose weight. I was eating too much sugar, like all these things, you know, pray more, you know, open your Bible and, you know, and that whole time I was like, okay, mom, okay, mom. But I knew something was beyond that, that I wasn't able to access or articulate because I had no one around me to give me those words. And so I had always tried to tell my parents something was going on. And there were a couple of different nights when I just stood over their bed, you know, and stared at them. I don't know why I got out of bed. I don't know what happened, but I would just stand there and stare. And my mom was actually kind of freaked out by it, but she just put me back in bed. It was like something was literally trying to talk to her. And so I think they started to understand I was having this capacity with entities when um, my mom's best friend died and I was at home. I was about nine years old and my dad came in the morning to wake me up. And so he shakes the end of my bed and I sit right up and he says, honey. And I said, I know what you're going to say, dad. Mary died and she died at 936 this morning. And he looked at me and he says, well, how do you know? And I said, she came to say bye to me. And it was right before I woke up. And so I think my family started 
accessing the idea, which the best they could. They did the best they could with that. They they looked through the realm of angels, you know. So Connie's surrounded by angels, and she has her supports and her guardians to protect her. And you know, I you know I was okay with that because I that's a whole other thing that I follow and that I feel deeply connected to as far as the entity world is concerned is angels. And so mm-hmm. there there's a point though that when you're 12, uh, it's been said that the, you step into a different dimension. And so you can choose to keep that dimension open and you can continue into your adulthood with that awareness and that knowledge. And I feel that I always wanted to, but I know that some of it, like you said, was dimmed as I got over 12 and 13 and 14 and started to get into my more hormonal states and second guess myself way more often. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't again, like you said, same, almost same identical story here, Joanna, of yeah. that it wasn't until a few years ago that I really said, okay, this is something I require to embrace. And it's actually fun and cool. Like yeah. I'm not afraid of it anymore. <laughs> I'm not afraid of the dark. I used to be deathly afraid of the dark and like right. not wanting to be alone. It's really interesting, Connie, because the Western culture has made this, I'm going to say they call you crazy. And that's why I'm saying I'm in the closet or I don't talk about it because of, I find the people that I could talk about it with, because if not, Mm -hmm. Joanna's crazy. And I'm like, oh, let me tell you, I thought I was crazy before. Now I actually feel sane. Now I feel (laughs) real. Yeah. I, I felt all my whole 18 to whatever thirties was like, you're bipolar you're crazy. You need medication. I'm like, I am not crazy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I just was aware of everybody's thoughts, feelings. I knew everything. I can walk into a room and tell you everything about a person. It was my Achilles. Mm -hmm. So with the Western culture, Connie, we have demonized it. We have made it a weird thing, but for thousands and thousands of years, indigenous people all, and even now, you know, on the planet, other cultures, Right. Totally embrace it. Right. Right. American Indian, indigenous culture, um, African-Americans that are, you Mm -hmm. know, in Africa and they they dance with the spirits. And it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. we don't think they're crazy. But if you're in the United States, then you're a weirdo. It's just it. It um, I think or I know, Connie, in the future, in the next five to 10 years, this conversation that you and I are having is going to be a lot more just every day, like the way we say namaste. Yep. If you said namaste 20 years ago at LA Fitness, they'd be like, okay, you're <laughs> you're a hippie, you're a weirdo. Now you go to LA Fitness, the most, you know, watered down fitness yoga class, and right. they say namaste. So yeah. I'm like, oh, we're okay. It's not as weird anymore. And mm-hmm. I know, and I want to have these conversations more, Connie, for the kids, for the adults out there that have suppressed it to go, you're not crazy. Right. We're out here. We're right. here. Find us. There's nothing wrong with you. You are actually power. You are amazing. You have an ability that, wow. And so what do you think about the future with that, especially the Western culture? Well, one of the ways I address it is by teaching and working with the youth. And I tell them all the time, I say, you're the future. And I'm also working with artists. And so I feel like our, our artist industry, as you know, they're very much more in touch with this other world. And 
I feel that a lot of times we channel our movement through dance and we channel our emotions and we channel other people's experiences of life through dance. And so I use that as an opportunity to talk about the the dancers staying open in that presence of expression and allowing that to continue to be the vehicle by which they express their stories through dance, you know, and I'm assisting keeping that dimension open for them. Mm. And so I think that stepping into the future, these conversations, again, like you're saying, you're getting normalized, but they'll also be able to speak about them without that level of fear or intensity. They know that they have somebody there who's going to support the weird experiences they're having, and they'll feel safe talking about it, and we'll share that amongst their friends and then teach that to their kids. And that's where I see the future. (sighs) Gosh, I'm excited for that day. It be today or tomorrow or next year. Yes. I'm excited for that. To have this be a normal dinner conversation. Right. Yeah. You talked about angels earlier. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool how certain religions believe in angels, but then they don't Mm -hmm. believe in other things. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where is the line to say you're crazy? This doesn't exist. exists and I'm like really think about it everybody what's the difference mm-hmm. and so I've been studying I've been really um immersed in beings of light yes like many times we think that the ghosts are just the scary bad ones mm-hmm. and there's also just like people like Connie I love you you're a being of light <laughs> body to me right and then there's people that I don't like so just like beings mm-hmm. yeah there's the ones that uh, that are light and can help you and things of that nature. And then there's maybe the ones that are not so kind. There's right. both. Mm-hmm. And are you afraid of people? Like most people go, well, I'm not afraid of people. I may not like all people. <laughs> Same thing with entities. Right. Talk, talk to all of them, the ones that you don't like, tell them to leave. The ones that you do like, ask them mm-hmm. for help. So let's dive into if somebody's listening and going, okay, I have this or my child has this. Right. What is like the first tip that they can do So they can start to go, okay, I'm open to this. Now, how do I talk to them? Right. So one of the things that I think is a good opener when you're asking a person what experiences they're having is to start with their body and to say, so are you feeling cold? Are you feeling particularly hot? Um, Are you getting chills up your spine? Are you feeling... Uh, your stomach hurt, you know, are you having a ghost pain (laughs) in your body? You know, what, what is happening in you that seems very much not like you, that seems different, that seems out of place? Yes. And, and then at that point, I'll ask, okay, what do you think that is? What do you think that's connected to? Um, And what I do is I clear their slate. So I have an example today of that with one of my dancers who reached out to me because she was having some stomach troubles. And we went down the path of all of the things that she was experiencing. And then I, and then I said, do you miss your mom? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes. And so her mom had moved away, but she started to notice her connection, I think, to missing her mom through her body, you know, and And it's just, it's an opening to her looking at what else is talking to her and what else is 
um, influencing what's going on that's not normal for her to be experiencing. So that's oh. that's my God, idea. love that you talked about the body because <laughs> our body is an antenna. Think of yes. it like a little antenna, and we're yes. picking up other people's stuff, other beings without bodies' stuff. And mm -hmm. Connie, before, like I said, the couple years ago when I am now aware of this, I right. was sick all the time. All the time, Connie. Right. All right. the time. It was like, well, what does Joanna have now? And I was, I was embarrassed to tell people, like, I'm sick again. I just, I don't feel good because I was the antenna, Connie, picking up everything around me. If somebody felt it, I felt it, you know, 10 times more. So with that being said, asking yourself, is this yours? You said, it's not like you, right? Because we're picking up stuff. Ask for the awareness of what it is to show up and start looking in your environment for messages that match the energy, if mm -hmm. that sounds correct. Mm -hmm. I can understand how some can get some might get scared from this, you know, that, that, um, yeah, definitely. It, it can be scary to, oh, the audio might scare them. <laughs> I was thinking that it might be scary for them to actually experience the awareness and to look for the signals. But if you're, I'm not sure if this is what you're asking, but if they're willing to have the awareness of what's going on with them, then it's going to guide them to something greater that actually contributes to their life as well. Yeah. Totally get it. Wow. This is good. Thank you everybody for watching. We'll come back, right? We'll come back. Cause this is such a good conversation. I want to ask her one more question. Thank you so much. Who wants to hear this? Who doesn't want to hear this? <laughs> we are back for part two. Never had that happen. And okay, little side note, there's a little mute button here and it kept pressing on and on like that. I wasn't touching it. It was like red, white, red, white. <laughs> so you're all? Are oh, yeah. You're like, this doesn't exist. This is, look, it was right. I wish I was recording it because I'm like, I didn't press it. Okay, we have a visitor. I have a visitor. <laughs> You just want to be annoying. See, just like people. Yep. There's some people yep. that are annoying. This one was annoying. Back up. <laughs> okay, we get it. It was funny. Not the second time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, that's well, awesome. I do want to talk about the body, how we're an antenna and how yes. we're picking up things all the time. And I was saying earlier about how I was sick all the time, Connie. Mm -hmm. And until, because I believed and I bought that it was mine. So right. then now I'm like, now I'm sick. I need NyQuil. I need antibiotics. I need XYZ. I need to go to the doctor. And now, Connie, yes. boom, I can go, okay, what is this? Now, it's also knowing my body will tell me for like today was like, okay, take it easy. You need mm -hmm. to stop. There's a difference right. between slow down and there's a difference between this is not mine. Right. Uh -uh, stop it. Get out. And then it could leave. Literally, I can have a headache. You know what I get a lot are... um sore throats, Connie, a lot yes. of sore mm -hmm. throats. Mm -hmm. And I can have them for five seconds or I can have them for really quick. Not right, like before right. when I was a kid, had them for days, like really, yes. really fat. And like you said, everybody has different things. Maybe that you're like checking with your body. Mine is a sore throat. Some people are headaches. 
Some people are, you know, other things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And animals, animals are so highly aware. And I've said this so many times, you know, the tsunami that was in Thailand and all the animals left days before the tsunami because they knew mm -hmm. just like how you were awakened, you know, in the morning. Oh, right. your mom's friend passed. Like yes. they, you just knew the animals knew. And mm -hmm. so same thing with my stomach or my my throat. You just know stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you have a friend, yourself, your child that is experiencing with the body, you mentioned those questions, but what else can they do? Anything else? Like what's the next thing once they're aware, Connie? Oh, that's actually a really good question. I think that it's a customized experience beyond our bodies and beyond what's happening in our environment. And it really has to do with the willingness to be aware of all of the information. So as I noticed from, and I'm not sure if this is completely answering the question, but it's what is showing up for me right now is that in the past, I was only willing to be aware of positive things. Ooh. Yes, almost to a toxic level. We'll go into that some other time. But I was only willing to see the positive, And now I'm willing to be aware of it all. And even though that is an interesting sort of a place to be in, the fact that I was able to communicate with Jen about her mom being murdered was huge. You know, in the past, that would never have gone well with me. And so she would come to me to, to process her grief and talk about, you know, how she wasn't feeling all of the emotions that she needed to have. And I said, well, you're probably channeling other people's um, need for someone to hold it together while this whole thing passes over. And mm -hmm. I'm going to be there for you and support you through all of that. So, you know, the, the energetics of what shows up when the awareness shows up, you know, with you, I think is really important whether uh, whether you can receive all of the messages or just a portion of them. Wow, that's yeah. good because if we think about receiving, receiving the right. messages, right. receiving anything in life, we mm -hmm. think that we just wanna receive the good. That's like surprises. Yeah. People go, I love surprises. Well, no, you just like the surprises that you like, <laughs> like a surprise right. birthday party or a surprise gift, but you don't like surprises as in bad news. So True. surprises are surprises. And you right. receive all the surprises, even the ones that are not as fun. Because right. then we peekaboo, Connie. We peekaboo. Mm -hmm. We go, I just want to get this one, but I don't want that one. Can you receive Absolutely. all of the kindness and the unkindness? And right. that doesn't mean you're a pushover. That doesn't mean you're right. a doormat. Because I think a lot of people think that grace and having, a, you know, allowance for things means that you're a doormat. Mm -hmm. No right. way. No. Uh -uh. <laughs> because if you have a wall up to the things that you don't want, you have a wall up, period. Yes. Period. Exactly. You don't just have it for certain things because then that's whack-a-mole. And then, right. But, and I lived like that for so long. I lived a whack-a-mole life up and down, mm -hmm. up and down. It's exhausting. Oh, Finally, yeah. I just put all the walls down. I'm like, okay, I'm going to receive all of it. Even the stuff yes. that is kind and doesn't feel good. And, but then when I don't resist, Connie, mm -hmm. it go, moves through faster. So the sore right. throat, when I would resist the sore throat, it was there for days. Mm -hmm. Now that the wall is down and I'm like, here's the sore throat. What is this body? Whose is this? Uh, this is not mine. Mm -hmm. What needs to be 
what do I need to know here? What information is here? That's another question I ask. Right. When I don't have resistance, Connie, it leaves. That's that true. Faster. Yeah. Very true. I also noticed something else with uh, that happens with my body when I'm receiving a lot of information. And this is kind of the other side of it, I think, is, okay, say I'm standing in front of an audience and um, I'm receiving a lot of people's uh, points of view. Mm. And my body cramps up. Mm. I start having these uncontrollable cramps. I have a cramp in my finger all the way down to my legs. And then um, when I start, you know, doing work to push that all away or push it all down, you know, move it someplace else, return it to sender, then I, I experience more of an ease. But it's so interesting how, you know, there's there's so many projections that, affect our body, you know, and like you were talking about earlier, that information that's coming from so many different people can all come to you at once, especially when it's all funneling towards you as you're standing on stage, you know? Yeah. So I've been um, really working on what supports I require. And right now the types of supports I'm requiring is also of a physical nature, like taking magnesium just to, it almost, you know, it almost seems to offset some of the spirit world. Um, keeping your pineal gland clear by taking iodine, um, taking an extra dose of iodine helps to keep your uh, pineal gland able to receive the messages because otherwise it'll start to calcify if you don't use it. So ignoring your awareness can do things to your body that, that disintegrates it over time. Yeah. That is so true for me because I'm not yeah. a nervous type person. I'm a performer. I mean, right. I've been on stage forever, right? And yep. <laughs> I can go up and all of a sudden I'm holding a microphone one out of 10 times and I'm shaking and I'm like, oh, I have to hold the microphone like this. Right. And then I'm thinking up there going, what is this? Not I'm me. Not a, yeah. This is not me. I don't get nervous on stage mm -hmm. and I, I have to grip it so hard so that I don't shake uncontrollably. To just right. to get through. I've had that a few times and I'm like, whoa, this is interesting. There's a lot of stuff in this room, you know, yeah. daggers, whatever it is coming right at me. Mm -hmm. um, oh, kind of lost my train of thought. I wanted uh, the last thing. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Somebody listening. Okay. Is like, okay, this is horse crap. Like, this is dumb. This is crazy. <laughs> this is what I always say. I'm like, cool. Save my life though. So either, you know, it's all choice live mm -hmm. in a logical world and stay there and kind of still be miserable or yeah. come over here and save your life for the ones that are listening. This saved my life, Connie, right. because right. I know I would have chosen death many, many times, many times because I was picking up all this depression. Yes. And I remember wanting to kill myself and going, this is not me. Right. And it was like I was fighting myself, the little devil and the angel, literally right. <laughs> going, no. And this is like, kill yourself. I'm going, I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm not crazy. And now I'm going, whatever. Who are you? Get out of here. And I know right. can save so many lives. I know it can. And it's me and you and people like we are to share these stories to go. If you've tried everything, have you tried mm -hmm. this? Right. Cause right. I thought I tried everything, Connie. I'm like, I went to Tony Robbins. I mean, you name it, girl. I was at every right. class. I walked on every coal of fire. I jumped out <laughs> of every plane. I mean, if everybody knows I did 
everything. Right. And I want to share it now with the world to go, this saved me. And if there's a parent out there that's like, I don't know, my kid is a great kid, but they just cannot get it together. Uh, right. Hello, right here. Right. Great kid. I just was like, like one beat behind. Yeah. Because I was just aware of it, it. It's like I'm at a concert, Connie. Is uh -huh. it like this for you? You know, when you're at a concert and there's just yes. people all around you, mm -hmm. you know, and you're there for a couple hours and you're like, okay, get me out of this mosh pit. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So imagine if you're in that mosh pit all the, that's what it feels like all the right. time. Like just stuff all around you all the time. That's the best way I can describe it. And I think that's why a lot of empaths are mm -hmm. introverts. Introverts. Right. They want to be alone. They're like, yeah. I can't be alone enough because there's just, I'm in a concert. <laughs> all the time. Right. Do you have any recommendations of a book or anything for somebody listening going, dude, I, I I'm ready for that next step. Ah, uh, interesting. Um, you know, I, I'm not completely sure what book would actually concisely bring forth what we're referencing, except for maybe, um, talk to the entities. Yeah. That book, yeah <laughs> to find somebody that was telling my story right yeah talk to the entities and then beings of light both of those books beings um, of light everyone that's a good one yeah, yeah that's, that's a little lighter i think to go oh it's not mm -hmm. so scary yeah it's not so scary exactly um uh, growing up though i did look at everything i could get my hands on though from stories of the paranormal from Hollywood, you know, and uh, books that um, they they traverse the conversation, but they don't really, I think, go into the level of awareness that yeah. you and I have personally experienced. And for that matter, I think it's a little bit difficult to actually put into a book format. Yeah. Um, but I also have looked at um, uh, writings from Doreen Virtue as well. Um, she has some, uh, she, for me, I thought she was kind of an introduction to the world, the spirit world. Oh, I totally know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Another great book, everybody. And I even gave it to my dad to read after, so he could kind of understand me a little bit better. Right. The Empath's Survival Guide. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So everybody listen, The Empath's Survival Guide. If you have a kid that has this or you just, oh my gosh, it. I think it, it's like steps. It's like step mm -hmm. one, do this, step two, step three. She's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's not crazy. In that book, she says 20% of us are able to have the conversation that you and I are having. Now, yes. unless if they've turned it off, that's a different story. But 20%. Right. And I how many of us mm -hmm. are suffering from mental health mm -hmm. around that percent? Connie, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Uh, I There's also some books on, um, if you look at, books about the indigo child or books on rainbow children and things along those lines. I think they start to, I don't have any particular authors right at the moment, but they have information on that special child, you know, and can give insight on what that child might be experiencing. And then um, chances are the adult will find that it relates to them well. Oh. <laughs> If one person out there like just kind of lightens up from this, 
been this we did it <laughs> we did it such a contribution connie i love you i love you're you you're my other unicorn weird friend <laughs> you know yes. and if anybody listening's like oh my gosh there's another unicorn yes <laughs> dm us on instagram and we'll have connie's um, instagram up there too yeah like another awesome. unicorn we exist we, we do, do. <laughs> and we're starting to come out of the closet and we'll start talking more and we're not you're not crazy we're not crazy there's nothing wrong with you and it's all good and awesome. there is light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love you all thank you connie so much thank we'll you for inviting me happy halloween you Pat, too we'll see everybody next time <laughs>